Welcome to North Beats from North Beach. I'm your host, Corey Luna, chatting with the people behind electronic music. And today, on our fifth episode, we chat with my friend Jeremy Cotta, who's been studying music production at CCSF. North Beats is now available on Patreon.com, where subscribers can ask questions of scheduled interviewees. A tier system has not yet been established, so please stay tuned. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, give me a little background on um, how you got into got into music in general. Uh, yeah, I played music in elementary school, uh, starting with like the saxophone um, for a little bit, and I decided as I got into junior high that I want to play in like a rock band and I want to play <laughs> bass, and the saxophone is lame, but I don't think that now. <laughs> I think it's very cool. I wish I stuck with it. Um, but so anyways, I eventually got a bass, but not later until high school and uh, started playing in like a little punk band in the uh, Fresno area, the Central Valley of California um, with my buddies from school. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, that's kind of I'd say that was really like how I really got into music. I learned a lot doing the punk band thing, actually. It was kind of like, oh, we need a bass player. The bass, like, bass player quit. Like, (laughs) I know you've been playing bass. Do you want to come play? And I was like, yeah, for sure. They're like, great. um, We have 12 songs. We're going to have you learn them in, like, I don't know a week or something. I don't think I had to, we didn't really get through all 12, but there was a show that we had to play and it was just like, okay, I'm in a band and I'm learning how to play music. You yeah, know what I mean? Always, like, yeah. Yeah. That's always like the best way to push everybody to learn their parts really well. It's like, yeah. we have a show. So if you don't, if you don't learn it now, you're going to fuck up. Yeah. That's pretty much how it was. It was a lot of fun and it didn't matter because it wasn't like super precise music, you know, but, uh, yeah, lots of fun there, and yeah, that's kind of where I got my start. Um, played, kind of switched over to guitar on and off for a bit, but I've always had a an interest in electronic music. Um, starting at like a younger age, I would say. I don't know. Um, my brother, I have an older brother, and he uh, he got me into it. So. Uh, you know, nothing cool at the young age, but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like we had like weird stuff. It's probably obscure now, but like Tech Master, which was like, you know, some bass CD, but it had like lots of samples of stuff that I didn't know at the time it was like craft work and things like that. Oh. Yeah. I and I really, yeah, it was, it was great. Um, also, like Rhino Records had like these compilation albums of like, so a lot of hip hop stuff and then um, like electro funk and, and things like that. Kind of like, you know, we saw people break dancing in school and heard the music and figured out what it was. And, you know, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, that always kept me interested in the genre. Um, 
yeah, in getting into high school, meeting more friends that were into that kind of stuff, um, Nine Inch Nails, things like that, where I was into like, you know, rock and punk and metal, Mm -hmm. but they bridged the gap for me of like, wow, like, you know. I think I think yesterday was the 25th anniversary of the downward spiral coming out. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Time flies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we're all like everybody was hooked on that in '94. Yeah. Exactly. I remember the music video. Oh yeah. Yeah. Closer. For closer. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of my background, and then um, you know, what got me into playing electronic music more recently. Uh, would be guitar pedals. Um, okay. I know that some people have said this before, um, that I've heard other podcasts, and they've kind of said that it was like their gateway drug. Getting in and all the cool guitar pedals that have been coming out over the last, I don't know, 10 years or something, but maybe the more in like the last four or five have been just booming with all these little small producers and yeah. very creative pedals. And I would get lost in just setting up a small little pedal board you know, delays and all that, and just sitting there and playing them, like play the guitar, let it ring out, and just manipulate the pedals and mess around with it until it's like, you know, not very guitar sounding. Yeah, yeah, it goes into something completely different. What kind of pedals really were you playing around with that inspired you a lot? Um, Like, uh, what is it, the Line 6, like mm-hmm. DL4, is it, uh, I believe? Um you know, some, I got like some way huge pedals that weren't like exactly experimental, but they are just like really, uh, like the green rhino is a distortion, but just using that and like, you know, getting that thing ripping and all kinds of other things came out. Maybe I'm, (laughs) I'm having trouble remembering like some of the cooler ones I had initially because it was more like I was like looking them up on the internet and, uh, you know, obsessing over them. Mm -hmm. And then getting, you know, let's see, like, oh, I don't know, like, then more recently, like, the Nemesis delay from Source Audio, that thing's, like, a lot of fun, and you can kind of play it like an instrument in a way. Hmm. Um, yeah, there's there's been quite a few, though. Uh, Chase Bliss Audio, as of recent. Um, been years of great things coming out of Chase Bliss. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very cool um you could really there's so many options with the dip switches and all that that you know you really get lost in them and play them like an instrument as well <laughs> yeah, uh, my friend dorian uh Gunnell said that you know chase bliss made like one of the best pedals last year that is in his is in his setup and he uses it with his euro rack as well yeah i know that they can do like there's some sort of like midi to cv capability there i believe um could be wrong but i remember seeing that on the pedal and i haven't actually used it uh used any of them with it uh in like midi you know using midi i've tried (laughs) but um you know i just like running them like the audio directly through them like if it was a guitar and um start like messing around with them but yeah uh you know reverb pedals things like that um Oh yeah, like way back in the day, and I'm kind of remembering now. But the um, I had some cheap Digitech reverb pedal that was so rad. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a multi. 
it had like multiple reverbs in it. I'm forgetting the name, but uh, like kind of like blue aquamarine color maybe or something like that. Yeah, I ended up cool. trading it, but at some point to a friend who was going to get more use out of it than I was at, at a certain point. But yeah, that I remember that was like an early early pedal before I could like really get like a, a good amp or anything. Yeah. Uh, it was like playing through like a very crappy PA system. Like <laughs> it was like a karaoke, almost like karaoke. Like I don't even, I don't know how I came across this thing, but I couldn't afford a guitar amp in the beginning. Um, I came across that for super cheap and it worked. It was very weird. I had like a weird array of <laughs> equipment for a long time yeah. before I finally bought like my first real amp, which like, a Fender Blues Junior. Oh, <laughs> it, it, it's a good amp. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it's not like, you know, pro whatever, but it, it, it gets the job done. But Sure, I know what you mean. Like, I, I spent, um, well, probably within the first, like, I, I went from playing bass to playing guitar, you know, a long time ago. And, you know, I got my bass amp. And then, you know, when I went to get my guitar amp, I've been playing long enough thinking, okay, I am already playing shows. I need something that's gonna fucking you know, mm-hmm. you know, gonna match with my with my drummer. I went with the the, the twin reverb from um, from Fender. Yeah, I, I I threw down like a grand on that thing. Yeah, that's, it was so heavy. Yeah, that's funny. I I eventually, I eventually got a twin reverb like Silverface, and I bought it used on eBay for like four hundred bucks, and I'm surprised it worked, and it did. Um, but it wasn't like, you know, it, it just was so clean and so loud. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you could probably run like some sense through it, through it. If you're playing live or something, if you didn't want to go direct and, or you didn't have a PA, it would still probably sound pretty good. Um, but yeah, that I, I ended up having one of those too. I, it's in storage now because it started to kind of go at some yeah. point, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's, I forgot about that app. Yeah. I've had a couple of weird but it's funny. I didn't know you had that amp. Uh, I I sold it a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. But it was definitely you know, for a like vintage amp, if you will, it's more affordable <laughs> than most. Yeah. And uh, funny thing, in one of my um, music production classes I'm taking at City College, uh, we had to do some recordings of guitar in class and the uh, teacher went and rolled out the amp and it was like the exact model silver face really? twin reverb that I had. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, it's it. It's like the exact one I have. And of course it was acting up like the entire time, just cracking and popping yeah. and probably needs needs service, needs service, new tubes, new caps, whatever. I'm sure it needs a whole bunch of stuff. This is kind of funny. Cause I was like, well, that's kind of where mine is right now too. That's <laughs> <laughs> fun. Um, tell me a bit more about, uh, the classes you've been taking because you know you've been telling me about the classes over the past you know since like last year you've been doing electronic music classes at uh, ccsf yeah um yeah uh ccsf right now is doing a free city college for residents of san francisco okay so i thought oh what classes do they have available uh and there is a class called music 29 uh which is an electronic music class uh great class uh matthew career is the teacher for it i'm having a ton of fun um 
But yeah, I took, well, I should say, I took that class last semester, and now he has another class, follow like a follow-up class called Music 30, which is more like a lab class um, where you get to just work on projects. And there's there's there are certain projects you have to do, like we're, first thing was a noise study. You make an entire piece out of just noise. You can't use, you know, like an oscillator per se. You just have to use like a noise source and you know, use envelopes and all that and manipulate it and create a whole song and just, you know, multi-track it. And and it's a lot of fun. It really gets you thinking and it really gets you thinking more about uh, synthesis in general. But yeah, that's the um, class I'm in now. But yeah, previously the Music 29 is great because, you know, there's first like projects like a MIDI hacking project where you take like two at least two different songs that are already in like MIDI format and you use software like a notation software to um, combine the two different pieces into one piece but you manipulate you change everything you change the notes but you might take like a simple part of the beat alter it you know take some melody take you know but and then you change all the instruments on it and it sounds really like you know dorky and and MIDI and all that but you know, it's a cool thing because then we ended up taking that MIDI file and it goes into the next project where you're actually using more, you know, doing stuff in GarageBand. They have, like, Apple computers and they're free to use, like, little MacBooks and stuff with oh, cool. GarageBand. And then everything else is, like, f- he tries to do everything with, like, free software, mm-hmm. you know, Audacity. It's still actually pretty useful. You do a lot in it. It's really great. Um, but, yeah, he has a he has a really thorough music background um and like composition and um i think he went to mills college and studied <laughs> some electronic music stuff there yeah they've got a i think they've got a mug modular there yeah i've been there yeah and he got to take it with um i guess he he mentioned some of the teachers that you know I guess they were legends there forever. Mm-hmm. I, I'm blanking on their names. But anyway, so yeah, he has a great background with it. Um, and we, yeah, in class we have uh, like a surge. Cool. Yeah. Um, in the lab that we can use and some like old, some that's rack like, mounted synths. old San Francisco stuff right there. Yeah. Surge. Yep. Yeah, I guess the former teacher had... Uh, acquired the surge for the class if i'm remembering correctly That's but cool. yeah it, it's awesome so yeah we've gone in there and like just done some basic patching and you know just trying to get people out of the box but he does start like in the box so to speak like you know working in garage band you know where you're, you know um things like that or using plugins um in like reaper we use reaper a lot uh Anyways, it's a great class. It's a lot of fun, and it's I think it's actually improved be, um, improved my ability to just think about how I'm <laughs> making music in general, not just you know synthesis. But we go over like because you know composition and and all that as well in the class. And I recommend it to anybody. He's a great teacher. It's a lot of fun, and the class is always like a mix. It's not just you know. I'm definitely one of the older students in class, but you know, it's, it's a good mix. You'll, there might be some guys that are in there that are like in their sixties and they have like some great stories to tell being in the music scene. And 
yeah so you it's a whole it's a whole mix great classes yeah i've been taking some music like audio production classes as well um just to help with recording uh, a lot of this has been helped has helped you as a musician working with you know the various technologies and and i'm assuming this is probably you know probably a lot of the structure has probably helped out with you know composing and, and keeping you know a good track of things within a, uh, a you know an app or software uh, environment yeah yeah exactly I mean that's exactly it uh, it's helped you know, writing having these projects do um, having to make complete pieces has helped me because a lot of what I do is just jam out you know um, and then yeah. and then not really go back and finish a project I have like a lot of just things I'll just <laughs> have everything I try to hook as much like gear up as I can to my little audio interface and have it ready to record if I want to play it because that's helpful because I know like one of the things that slows me down from making music is having to pull something out of the closet plug it in do that and be like oh I haven't yeah. used this in a while I'm not too sharp with it but trying to keep as much stuff as I can on my desk and just uh mm-hmm. <laughs> in the limited space that we have but yeah, it helped, the classes have helped to yeah finishing a project from start to finish, and then we listen to it as a class and talk about it. You know, we don't overly critique things, um, but we talk about what you know a lot. It's all about learning. It's you know we're not. It's not a the composition isn't. They're not like too strict on it, but you know if he sees something or that you may not know that you've done, he'll bring it up and be like, yeah, you don't know what you you know you may not know this or maybe you do, but you just accomplish this so to speak you know and same thing like well like how like explain to the class how you made your kick drum sound from the you know noise sources or how you made you know things like that so it it, and the whole class has to talk about it each project every time we do one and uh yeah you start to think about it in different ways that's awesome yeah Yeah, i'm really i'm really I'm impressed and also I'm intrigued by what you're learning in these classes because you know I've never really done that kind of structure before but um it's it's always fascinating fascinating for me to hear what you are actually learning when you're taking these classes that deal with you know recording and digital interfaces and all that fun stuff that goes into a recording studio yeah those classes are great too um yeah it's a lot. I mean, the the teacher for the um, like the recording class, audio production class. He is. He used to work. I won't say his name because he's pretty shy about his <laughs> his accomplishments. Okay. But we've talked, and he used to work at um, for like I I don't know if it's like Lucas if it goes by Lucas Sound, but like the George Lucas like in the sound department for the film. I think it's Lucas Sound. Yeah. Lucas Sound, I believe. But yeah, he worked on a lot of films um, there, and he has a lot of, he goes way back. I mean, just years and years and years of experience, but it's great because uh, that's why I'm taking it. There's a lot of things that I don't know, you know, things I can figure out on my own, watch tutorial videos on YouTube, uh, you know, whatever, figure out, but then he's here to like say like, oh, here are your, you know, we deal with like levels and gain staging and all kinds of stuff, things that, you know, you wouldn't really 
think about and so I mean some things are obvious but like we'll have we did a radio project where you had to create like a whole like radio set um it's like short songs but it's all about like how you're transitioning from one thing to another from um we had two cd players and a turntable and you have three songs that you pick out and then you have to transition from one to the other do an intro and then you have to go and talk about the songs you just played stuff like you hear on the radio but it's actually it's hard because you have to get all your levels set um on the mixer it's just an analog mixer and do all the transitions with the faders and everything but everything has to be on time so we practice and practiced and practiced in lab hours you know on our own time and uh, then you have to record it to like a little digital interface uh, and uh, yeah getting the levels to that correct and uh, but yeah it's basic it's an intro class but um, I've still been learning like a ton and I get to ask them all these little questions which is great you know <laughs> yeah that sounds bad that sounds really like that's a, that sounds like such a great environment to have like you know it sounds like you're you're the instructor is really hands-on and available to the students yeah he's very hands-on and he's very honest and and uh he's not i wouldn't say mean but he's very honest so he wants you to know if you're messing something up so you can continue to do it he'll call you out on it and just say <laughs> <laughs> look that that was too low and this that and the other but um it's good because everybody's you know everybody's learning and it's not just regurgitating knowledge and and taking a test you yeah, know yeah it's hands-on and it's like very practical so loving it fantastic man so uh with uh, what i'm also what i'm really curious about is so you know when you and i met it was you know we just knew each other through beer Mm -hmm. and and then and from there kind of we kind of realized oh you play electronic music too all right right on so from yeah. there we kind of you know we had a nice jam session and we need to do that again sometime. Yeah, for sure. Um, when did you get into playing uh, electrons? Um, well, it's been a, like maybe two years or so. Um, I think I started with the um, analog four from Electron. Mm. Yeah, I love that thing. Uh, I was looking for an analogish type synth that had a sequencer and i like the fact that it has four tracks so you can you know you can play it like you get like four notes of polyphony or you can just you know do single tracks out of the four and play it you know it's, yeah so you could you know lay down a kick sound create i mean you know the presets are cool but obviously it's all about creating your own sounds and it's very capable. There are a lot of options. It's which is like the digital aspect of it, um, and it's not too hard menu divey or anything like that. But uh, it's very capable and it sounds very good. And I I don't have like a keyboard or anything physically plugged into it. I just use a little keyboard that's on there, and I can, mm-hmm. you know, lay down something like I said, kick or just like a little bass line or something, and then just kind of jam over it. And then keep adding layers and layers, and I'll just send that into my audio interface and record it live. <laughs> you know, maybe cool. I'll like go back and add some like weird effects and stuff with it. I'm like, but yeah, uh, that was my first intro to it. Uh, it's great. Um, 
if for anybody who hasn't tried them out. I'm sure a lot of people have, you know, tried Electron stuff or seen it, but try the Analog 4. Nothing is, is fantastic. You got you got the Analog 4, and there was another one you got, right? Mm-hmm. I forget which one it was. Um, Yeah, I have the Digitact as well. Um, You know, that's awesome. Little sampler and treat it like a drum machine you mm-hmm. know uh, yeah it it is you can really get lost in it it's so like immediate in a lot of ways yeah I wanted a drum machine so that's why I got it I was like I want a drum machine I looked at the Arturia stuff which is probably great but I liked the ability to just um, be able to manipulate the samples I thought that was cool um, and I the price point was you know kind of right for me because I looked at some of the um, you know uh, MPC stuff and it's a little more expensive like the Akai yeah. stuff and I didn't really need to go that hardcore with it you know I just wanted it to be hands on like not doing it in like a DAW okay. uh, which you know you could easily do I suppose but uh, yeah it's a lot of fun because you once you start manipulating the samples and using the sequencer and all of its little trade conditions and all that, you really can get lost in it and um, create things that aren't so obvious to you when you're thinking about sequencing, you know, and it, it makes it, it spices it up. Cool. I, I've never really, pl- I, I've only re- played around with them, you know, maybe once when you and I were jamming once months ago, but it was, it was, I was intrigued. You know, I've never really sat down to really uh, learn them and understand them. But you know, you know, from you know your, from what you've shown me, and what, from what I've heard from other musicians that I've, that I've played live shows with, like over like uh, resident frequencies, those boxes do amazing things. Yeah, that I <laughs> n- I have yet to tap into. Yeah, that's the thing. It um, I still have a lot to learn too with them. Um, they do so much just immediately that that there's a lot of depth and people talk about you have to learn electron and speak electron and like learn it's like workflow which is true um there's some weird well i won't say weird but there's like their way of doing like a hierarchy of songs and patterns and kits and things like that that it kind of sounds like it makes sense but then sometimes when you're trying to do something it doesn't always make sense but um it's smarter than i am i'll put it that way (laughs) and may uh, i'm probably just not kidding it yet in some ways but other ways it's just like you there's a lot of happy accidents too and just manipulating the samples and stuff with the digitact per se um yeah you just can create new samples save it you know go into and then that's just a brand new sound you've just made by manipulating a sample that you're already using and it will can sound very very different if you take the time to incorporate like the LFOs and whatnot and anyways but yeah they're great and uh you know so I've heard some people online say oh they're a little expensive and I'm like I don't I don't know maybe if you're getting plugins and stuff you can there's probably better value there but as like a performance tool where you don't need a computer um you know, I think it's kind of hard to beat, and it's I've been able to just write way more music using them than anything else so far. So, 
That's it's been successful for me. <laughs> what, what kind of style are you uh, most playing to? Like what genre would you you know, would you say that you kind of you know like? Uh, genres that I like. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out like how to create music in genres that I like. Like, I would love to just play like minimal techno, but um, I really like melody and. Um, you know, some of it's corny, but like, you know, coming from playing bass and things like that, I love to just jam mm-hmm. and um, have like a drum beat, you know, or some sort of beat or some sort of weird thing to play over as we jammed and you've probably seen me do. But like, yeah. that's what I like to yeah. do. But like genre stuff, like um, I'm still like trying to figure all that out. Like, uh, you know, I don't know, electro, um, you know. I'm not sure. Um, you know, Sonic, I will. Like electro. Yeah. 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 I get you. I get you. Yeah. Like, I will say this, and I'm not afraid to admit it. Daft Punk was uh, a huge influence over me when I was younger. When um, I remember when they released the, uh, I'm blanking on the name, Interstellar. I think it's five 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 or something like that. It's can't remember the name either. But it's like it's the 90s, anime. Right? Yeah, nineties. Uh, anime. I don't remember the anime. Yeah, they they um, yeah, there was like a, a whole. They didn't, you know, they had a. I, mean, I remember them from like ninety five. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, you know, around the world was you know yeah. I think a huge hit in ninety five and ninety six. Yep. And that was what aerodynamic. I think was the album. Yeah, I'll have be to, wrong on that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, those songs were great too, and I enjoyed them. Um, and but yeah, like the thing that got me like more turned on to it was the little anime they came out with um, that they they played the soundtrack to. Um, yeah, we'll have to look that up because yeah, I feel I like I'm yeah, blanking on this. I don't know it. I, I don't. Know <laughs> and I know you like. About. I know you I'm like. Give me this blank look. I don't know this, man. Yeah, like, sorry, I should have looked it up ahead of time. I, but it just right. popped in my head, and uh, it's great, and I'm sure people know what it is, and they're like, yeah, duh. It's, oh, no doubt. I'm sure yeah. that, you know, everyone who's listening is going to go, oh, duh, it's this. Yeah, I but I, I, yeah. Uh, it's it's fantastic. Uh, you should watch it. I know that I'll, you like I'll anime. I'll check it out. I'm, I'm a huge anime guy, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I grew up watching anime. Yeah, same. I know we have that in common as well. We never really talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Um. I mean, you know, seeing all of your, <laughs> oh, my collection, at the your house. collection at the house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a huge extensive collection here going into the, you know, probably starting in the early nineties. Yeah. Well, Rama one half being a huge influence on me and my brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, almost anything Rumiko Takahashi did. Listen, mm-hmm. we were just on top of it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. She was a huge influence for us. You know, Yatsura Yatsura, One Pound Gospel, all mm-hmm. those you know, all this classic stuff like you know, Room League World, Room League Theater, anything that she was doing, we were we just just loved. Yeah. It's great stuff. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, you know, and there's also all kinds of great stuff out there. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like a just massive list we could probably go through. <laughs> Easily. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Between yeah, me and my friends growing up in uh high school, uh junior high kinda got into it. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, that I remember that coming out and it was like I think it was on they played it on Cartoon Network or something like that. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, this is like Daft Punk. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of like rekindled my like 
electronic music love. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the year. It was probably like 2000. Hey, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah, I just don't remember that. Um, yeah, you have, you have to look it up, man, because uh, now you got me intrigued. I want to know what, you know, what, which album was this? Was this in the early aughts? I don't, I yeah. don't know this stuff. I mean, I didn't, yeah, I remember being in high school in the 90s and Daft Punk blowing up. It was, you know, they were huge. And, but I didn't keep up with them myself. They were always great, but I just never, you know, stayed up with it. The last thing, and then all of a sudden, you know, Random Access Memories comes out and completely different from anything they've ever done. Yeah. It was, you know, it was so far departed from, you know, the early techno they were doing. And it went more into, you know, groove and jazz. Mm-hmm. That was so far separated from what I remember them being. And and then and, then, and also in 2010, they did the soundtrack for, um, what was that, uh, Tron oh, yeah. Legacy. Yeah. And that was the, and that was a phenomenal soundtrack. To me, that was, I really enjoyed the soundtrack. I don't know. Yeah. I know that a lot of people had other things to say about the movie, but the soundtrack was solid. Yeah, the soundtrack was really good. Um yeah, I'm. A, I'm uh, I like that as well. Um, I got to see them at, in Berkeley, um, the Alive tour, I believe. Yes, yeah, the yeah, Alive tour. Yeah, that was cool. Um, that was a lot of fun, and I guess I got lucky because I don't know what or if they've toured since. No, like, no, I, they I, haven't. I, it's uh, they have not toured in a long time. Yeah, it was like living in Berkeley at the time and saw that the show was coming up at the Greek and uh, Greek theater. Yeah. yeah. And had to go. So I was like, Oh my God, that's cool. Yeah. It was, it was so much fun. That's awesome. So with, you know, with the electron classes you've been taking, you're working with electrons. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I want to go back to the question of like, what kind of music are you, you know, you're still kind of figuring out your niche. Yeah. And I'm still just like kind of like exploring and I'll say that like, I have no, you know, no set genre or style that I'm trying to adhere to. I'm just kind of playing, you know, whatever comes out, comes out. And I have my influences. Um, We've talked about that in um, class too. Um, I've had fellow students ask me like, what do you like to play? And, you know, I'm like, I don't know. When we did the noise (laughs) study, I was like, I want to just play like minimal, like, like just, you know, very like straightforward, like techno Mm -hmm. in a way. If I guess you'd call it that. <laughs> and then we yeah, one of the students came up after class and he's just like, I listen to techno every day. It's all <laughs> I listen to. And that's, ex- and you killed it. And he's like, that's exactly what it sounded like. So I was super happy to hear that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I didn't like genre. I'm still kind of discovering electronic music genres myself and trying yeah. to like, you know, figure everything out because that's not like my, you know, I kind of come from like punk music, rock, yeah. things like that. Um, more like genre. Well, you wanted yeah. oh, you mentioned um, a while ago to me that you're hoping to eventually maybe you know maybe like work in a recording studio something like that. Is that are you aspiring towards that? You know, kind of more of a engineer style. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens, but you know, maybe one day I'll be able to do that. That's what I, you know, wanted to do a long time ago. Probably like. 15 years ago I kind of got this bug like oh man I want to I don't know why I just like got obsessed with just I got like tape op magazine 
mm-hmm. um, a subs- you know, the free subscription to tape yeah. up. Like when I still lived <laughs> with my parents in like Fresno <laughs> a long time ago and I would read it and I was like, man, I would love to do this as like a career. And I wasn't sure like how to go about it and just kind of like, you know, wasn't the most studious person at the time and, you know, kind of wanted to, I just worked and saved money and moved, (laughs) you know, and uh, then really didn't focus on my career or like that. But I did buy like a, uh, use like Tascam, um, like, like I think it's a reel to reel, like eight, I think it's, it has eight tracks on it. It's like quarter inch tape. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I never really got good at editing with the tape or anything. I just lay down something, like play through it, yeah. and record it. And uh, you know, I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm gonna figure all this out." And then I kind of never did. <laughs> you know what I mean? I took like a long break from it, and sure, you know, had a a little bit of a break. And now I'm like, "All right, playing the electronic music or playing the with the pedals really has got me into recording." Mm-hmm you know, miking up my amp, like reading into how to do that, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, trying to get some decent sounds. I'm still learning. So, you know, I'm probably never stop with the recording. It seems like tons of things to be learned. Have you been working with any other musicians or recording musicians? Um, I mean, I've like jammed with some friends here in the city. Um, we would go down to Music City and just play, but uh, we've not like, not really recording, you know, okay. per se. Um, but yeah, in class actually, it's kind of great because all the people, a lot of the people are interested in his career. Some are doing it for other reasons, um, but some want to get into it as a career or already kind of like, oh, I intern at a studio already, and so networking that way is great. Um, and just being able to talk to other people that are interested in it mm-hmm. is at least that is there, whether, you know, whatever happens with it, you know, I, I may not do it again, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to pursue it. I'm not sure like what path I'm going to keep taking the free classes there cause they're free. I work full time. So I just do yeah. it and you know, there's like no, today's my day off the Saturday that we were recording. <laughs> Thank you for hanging out yeah. with me. <laughs> yeah. But it's like homework day. So I did homework brushed over. But um, yeah. So there's no, there's not a lot of free time with trying to do it, which is fine. Um, it's kind of good because the, you know, that last chapter of my life, I'm uh, I'm married now, and um, you know, my friends are having kids and oh, yeah. things like that as I as I age here, yeah. and uh, it it's actually kind of great because it allows me to stop being distracted with. A social scene and this that and the other and just focus on music and, yeah. and recording and but yeah I mean I still have a long way to go I'm, I'm I feel like I'm just starting out in some ways mm-hmm. you know like like are you doing any have you have you gone out and done any performances are you have you done any like like you know maybe mixing for for an audience you know like like if I have you done anything like that music production for live production at live all? no no live production um that scares me. <laughs> Don't be scared uh, of it, man. Embrace it. No, I mean, uh, playing live would be great, but I mean, like, you know, running a soundboard for, like, live sound or something, mm-hmm. that is, like, a little, like, nerve-wracking to me. I'm sure, okay. like... I think you could do it. Yeah, probably. But, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of scary. I don't know why. But, yeah, playing live, it's, like, you know, 
that was always fun the the few times that we did do it mm-hmm. but when i was in the punk band back in the day sure. but there's nothing like it you kind of just maybe after or halfway through the first song you forget all the nerves kind of go away and they do. turns into like excitement and you know it just flows and before you know it your set's done and it's kind of how you get a little high off of it yeah. and everybody is always really nice and supportive <laughs> but yeah it's... i want to start playing with you eventually um i know yeah you know doing the resident stuff and it's doing... been a lot of fun yeah um i haven't been back i've been going to resident frequencies but not playing i've just been an audience mm-hmm. member and just you know been supporting everybody else which has been fine and fun but eventually i'll i'll make it out and play more shows you know actually but um i need to work on getting my my setup into a into a smaller kit you know my euro rack mm-hmm. is in a 104 hp and it's in a diy box that i made yeah. myself and it's too heavy there's no enclosure i need to you know i need to make it i need to break it down and do like 44 hp double mm-hmm. and something like that into a suitcase i need yeah. to once i get that set up then i'll do a bit more shows and have it be a bit more versatile like that but the shows that i have done like i did i, did, I played resident last month and that was a lot of fun you know cool. i i, I drove i dragged out the 104 hp euro rack mm-hmm. did a great set had had, a lot, had uh dinner with m0 and he's a fantastic guy and we and everybody played a great set that night it was a lot of fun man and I think you would really enjoy it because the the support group that is the electronic scene is so wonderful. Everybody is really humble. No one's out there to be showboating. Everyone's out there just because they want to be there and they want to hear what you have to play and and see what your setup is and compare it to theirs and and ask questions about the hardware you're using because you know, all those questions are are part of that culture and it's such a technology you know boost compared Mm -hmm. to what you know the punk scene is or the rock scene is it's so different you know everybody's there it's so humble and we're and it's just like everyone's thirsty for knowledge yeah it's it's just a great uh, giving back to everybody else that i've that that i've experienced and you know to get you out there would be great because you know how long has it been since you performed Oh my God! Like, well, other than playing my music for the class, which isn't really count as a performance because I'm not actually doing anything. <laughs> well, I will be doing something this semester, actually. Okay. What well, I could talk about that, or maybe not, but whatever. Um, for the class, which is going to be kind of exciting, it'll be like a little mini performance for me, so to speak, for like you know 30 other people in the yeah, class. Like a presentation of the class. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. uh, but yeah, it's been a very long time. Let's put it that way. I couldn't even tell you. Um, maybe 2003 or something like that, or 2004 is the okay. last time I performed live. Yeah, so it's been there's been a big gap of just Once like you, noodling yeah. in my bedroom versus. <laughs> I I really like playing with people too. I mean, the it, it just gets really hard, and that's the great thing about electronic music is you can be a little hermit and play by yourself. But oh yeah, it would be fun to play. I mean play a set and like work with somebody and you know play together at the same time that yeah. would be kind of neat um that would be fun i would like to do that you know and just improvise live or something and practice to get you're in the right genre for it and yeah. i think that once you get once you get the initial like one and two performances out there i think you're gonna get back in the groove because you know for me 
when I started back back in April first was my of twenty eighteen was my the first time I performed live in over ten years, and it was a lot of fun. I had a blast, and since then I've done a few more. I've done a few sets here and there over the over the past year, and it's become more fun every time I go out. Like this last month when I performed. I knew what I was going to play already. You know, I kind of had a premeditated idea. I already had my patch laid out, which was, you know, one of the key things. If you're going to perform your rack, you, you've got to have, and that you've got to know what module does what, and mm-hmm. and, and kind of plan it out ahead of time. Yeah. So I was I play I put a pretty noise set, but I really enjoyed it, and I had such a blast just being up there. Like I didn't bother really with you know trying to make eye contact, but mm-hmm. but it's not really a it's not really like really about making eye contact and you know electronic performance, but rather enjoying the performance you're doing, and allowing yourself to you know go into that moment. Yeah. And once you're in that moment, you 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 don't you know you channel out everything else and you focus in on what you're perf- what you're playing. And you know there, what's also great is that you we've got video artists at the same time projecting onto you. And you're seeing these flashes of lights coming into your eyes at the same time, so you can't really see anybody else anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of great. <laughs> it, it's it's a lot of fun. But yeah, I mean, yeah, the nerves. I remember they go away, and it's like it's always worth it at the end. You know, you're just yeah. like, oh, I don't know if I, I really don't want to do this. <laughs> I'm a little <laughs> bit shy and introverted, but then you you embrace it and you just own it, and it's awesome. But yeah, I mean, it's been yeah. a long time. Easy for me to say, but. You know, also I've been going. I've gone to a couple of shows with you at Robot Speak. Yeah, and those yeah. have been fun. Yeah, those have been a blast. I've had. Like, a... There's always like I think the only the limit is only like three people that play. Um, God, who played last? We saw Roy Shade play. Mm-hmm. Who else did we see? I think we saw Kimchi Princess play. He was he always plays a good techno set. Yeah. I can't remember who else played. I know that um, Dirty Bill was doing. Yeah. doing um He was doing video that night. Yeah. That was crazy. That was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I've gone to like maybe one or two other shows there. Um, I know one you couldn't make it, but it was it was a crazy show. Uh, <laughs> was that when I was was I was in Santa Rosa that yeah, day? Did, yeah, you went to that one. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nathan Moody played. Yeah, yeah. Nathan Moody. That's right. Yeah, Nathan yeah. Moody played. Um, yeah, I'm blanking on the names. I should have. I can't remember. I can't remember either. I just I, know I that he was playing, but so, I was up in Santa Rosa recording yeah. with Imitation Growth. Yeah. Uh, with my buddy Lenny, so I couldn't go, but because I, you know, he and I like blocked out that day. For sure. Like, we're recording. This is what we're doing. Yeah. No. That, that when you make that time, you got to commit. Yeah. And it was worth it. You know, we we that was great, man. We got to go through tracks that we wrote last year, and you know, go okay. These tracks are no good. These tracks are good. Mm-hmm. We have less tracks than we expected to actually have, but. But we did. We took put the time in, and that yeah. was a great structure that we needed. Yeah, you put the time in, and and being able to edit yourself is good. And the things that I have online musically are almost just like sketches, and I put them up almost just as like a way to get over the fear of <laughs> showing what I've been doing to other people in a way. I'm not looking yeah. for like, uh, I'm I know they're not complete songs; they're just kind of jams or something. That yeah, um, but it does help. You know, and it helps just getting that process started and knowing, okay, well, this has got to be at least good enough to put on the internet for someone to blast <laughs> you on. So it, it's kind of helpful. But yeah, um, being able to edit, you know, what you're doing and uh, being like, yeah, 
I, I know I put a lot of time into this, but you know, you listen to it, you think it sounds great, and you come back two weeks later and you're like, yeah, this kind of sucks. Yeah. I don't know why if I was just in the the zone and I was, you know, jamming and feeling it. And then who knows? Maybe you can come back in another two weeks and say it's not so bad. You just need to change a couple of things, or maybe yeah. keep this, you know, modify it, edit it, whatever. But yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, because you we gotta get you out there more often. Um, there's you know because we've got there's within the Bay Area we've there's more than I know, and you know, I've only been going to resident frequencies and resident, but I know there's stuff going on in the South Bay as well that I have not made it out to. Mm-hmm. And I need to, you know. There's there's all kinds of stuff going on. There's at least two or three other shows I know of that I need to make my I need to get out there and check it out. Yeah. And you know, and you too, man. I need to get you out there. We need to go play. We're gonna be doing um, Rich, who mm-hmm. uh, just left. He and I are gonna we're gonna start something up really soon. This, cool. This year we're gonna start something up at his work, and it's it, it'll be a bit more you know curated because mm-hmm. we're only gonna do like maybe like. We're gonna showcase like two artists at a time, and let them you know perform what they want. We'll do like a little Q and A at the same time. It'll probably we're probably gonna do you know some type of um, like live feed either mm-hmm. YouTube, probably YouTube, something like that. Cool. Um, is it gonna be modular focused, or are you I, gonna do I other? Think I think it's gonna be more than just modular. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna branch out a little bit. It's definitely electronic focused because that's where he and I both are, and you know, in terms of you know what we like to play and what we like to hear. So it's definitely gonna be stuff that's within the electronic scene, not necessarily modular, but you know, if someone wants to showcase something on a hard synth, why not, please? Yeah. Or or someone's doing all soft synths, why not? Yeah, yeah, I don't totally. Mind it at all. Yeah, for sure, that sounds awesome. That'd be great to uh, maybe one day make it out there and play, or at least go and watch. You know. Yeah. Until I'm ready. Yeah, there's definitely gonna be an audience. <laughs> you know, we'll have to definitely have an audience there as well. But uh, you know, having you know, eventually. Uh, I would like to get you on there sometime. Yeah. Well, even though we haven't started, but I think that, you know, once you've got a bit more idea of what where you want to go with your music, yeah, I definitely want to get you up on there. Yep, yep. I'm just kind of honing stuff in or, you know, the things that I've played, being able to figure out a way to get them all, be able to play, like, I don't know, what, a 15, 20-minute set or something to start? Yeah, or what, 15 minutes, minutes enough, about... You know? Yeah, I usually give myself about ten minutes worth of material because I don't want to give, I don't want to take up, for like the yeah. live mic stuff, I don't want to take up too much time because usually it's on a, you know, it's either like a Sunday night or a Tuesday night, and it's like we all have work in the morning, yeah. So <laughs> I try to keep it to a minimum of like I'm gonna do a ten minute set, no more, because I gotta go home and go to sleep. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I don't want to, you know, learning what the, uh, you know how long to play uh, at each venue or, you know, each show and what people uh, <laughs> expect, mm-hmm. you know, what's too short, what's too long. But I yeah. guess just going to more shows will help me figure that out. But, yeah, it's different. It's not like you have a 45-minute long set or something like that. It's like it seems to be a little bit shorter, right? I mean, you get more right. people in. And we're not playing towards, like, a big audience. There's, like, like 30-plus people there. Yeah. And, you know, we're not playing to, like, a hundred or a few hundred people at yeah. all. Rather than, you know, we're just – it's it's all like-minded people playing music that we're all interested in. Yeah. You know, and, so. like, half the you – know, most of the audience are other musicians who are interested in, in checking it out rather than people who are there to 
dance and and drink and and have a good time. Yeah, you're kind of playing to <laughs> people interested in right <laughs> music or the genres slash gear. <laughs> oh yeah, go the gear. Yeah, because like we're all like you know hounding around each other's you know yeah. gear, going what's that? What's that? What's that? That's cool. I got one of those. <laughs> that's definitely like the robot speak shows that I've noticed and I love it because I'm totally obsessed too with all that and you know learning about modular and Eurorack and specifically but yeah all it's fascinating to me um, whole new world it is so it totally is yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, there's so much gear out there that it's that you really want to get out there and experiment with and it's cool to you know go out and try new things like you recently, was it late last year, you actually dove into Eurorack, but I haven't, like, heard any of it yet. Yeah, like, um, some of the stuff that I've recorded uh, was for class I used, like, when I first got my, <laughs> like, first two or three modules, um, I used as part of one of my final projects, because I got it, like, you know, two weeks before class, and I'm just like plug it in let's see what happens yeah and uh i was able to record just little snippets of things to incorporate into my final piece okay for school so but yeah um i'm you know my system has grown since then but uh i'm still playing like electron stuff at the same time and uh who knows i mean i would love i've you know to get them to communicate with each other and i know that like the analog four has cv outs um, yeah. I have like a MIDI to CDV thing on my case that I've used um, more as like a clock, uh, you know, from the Digitact. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of been cool just to use the drums in the Digitact instead of having to worry about drum modules in Eurorack. So that's kind of <laughs> nice. If, you know what I mean? Just cause I do, like, yeah. Because um, I haven't really dealt with, with uh, setting up drums that much. Like I've got one drum manual, module yeah. that can do more than just drum yeah like it's supposed to be you know i got the basil t kick uh -huh. but it does so much more than just being a kick drum yeah you know it just it can do if you throw cv into it and a clock into it it becomes its own thing yeah that you can just ex play around with and explore and it's it's uh, just an impressive module yeah that sounds like the kind of module i do want to get one drum one uh, module it's the it's like somewhat new um, the Bifaco, uh kick-all. Yeah. Yeah, that seems cool. And it sounds like kind of what you're describing, where you, the sounds that I've heard um, with, like, the demo videos from DivKid, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> it's been like, yeah, it can do more than just be a bass drum. That's but cool. It, it, you know, it just sounds great, though. <laughs> but I was always thinking, like, if when I get into modular or if, you know, if this happens or if I really stick with it, I want to do drums outside of of it for some I don't know why um just because uh space and money and like I already have like I'm kind of getting used to the electron stuff for mm -hmm. that and uh use your rack for a, a way to either process the sounds that I'm making um or just to you know just learning that kind of synthesis uh like we did in school with the surge and all that yeah because the sounds that you get from it are like they're just insane and <laughs> you know what i mean yeah <laughs> so trying to figure out a way to write music with it um is like a new challenge you know a set of bleeps and bloops but like how to get melodies and things like that yeah 
and that's a good that's a big challenge with uh, with mo- with any modular yeah is trying to get the melody out there yeah is like <laughs> that's the that's the most trickiest part for me as well yeah is that you gotta get that melody into it but you know you really need the right sequencer to work with you mm-hmm. to get that out yeah that's the other thing trying to I thought oh this would be a great idea I can use the electron sequencer that is so great you know mm-hmm. and incorporate that into the modular world which I need to spend more time with but one of the projects I'm doing in class is like I'm doing I'm gonna be doing something similar to that and that's how I'm gonna be performing in the class cool so yeah that's uh, my teacher really wants me to do the modular stuff because he knows I I have it and I've used some of it I brought like a you know some of it into class last at the end of last semester cool. so he would like me to do that if I can to bring it in because now you know some of the students not everybody has a chance to play with the surge or get to do it mm. um, in class and uh, he you know he's kind of like into modular but he's more of a uh, you know how do I put this it's like computer based um, music where you're using you're like you know computer programming to make right he's using more software soft synths and plugins well kind of yeah yeah exactly and like programming the actual synths uh, with like super collider like one of the right, programs right. yeah me a lot about super collider yeah he's like really into that so he does like live coding jams where <laughs> you're like live coding and creating the music live with wow. the code and uh so he's he's not really into urx so it's kind of cool or, or modular i should just say in general uh he he definitely has used the surge before and knows all about the technique and he did that like i said at mills back in the day um but uh yeah so anyways uh that will be in my project hopefully if i can pull it out it's gonna be i'm should be working on it right now but no I, <laughs> i'm just kidding in the future i should you know really be trying to but yeah that was kind of my goal is like how do i i'm taking um we're taking we're supposed to take a song convert that song to midi take the midi um and then create new music from that kind of like what we did in the first class but we're using it's all about like um using like routing the midi through analog pieces of gear or hardware I should say not necessarily analog um, we have some pieces in glass that are pretty interesting that work with like um, uh, rack based like old rack based gear that's all MIDI <laughs> all rack mount. Yeah, yeah rack mount yeah so you know we're doing that some students are going to do that because it's available and they don't have to buy anything or bring anything in sure. but yeah. he was like if you want to that would be great so you can showcase it and maybe pique some students interests. some of them like one of the students in my class actually is like designing his own modules. Like when we had That's to make awesome. the noise study, um, he like made, you know, his own module for the noise source. Do you know what he was doing for it? Was he? I didn't get a chance all? to talk to him. Okay. I mean, uh, like I've, we said we we're going to talk about it and we just never do. Like <laughs> as soon yeah. as class is done, everybody just makes a break for it. But um, hopefully we can take the time to chat about it because I would love to know what he's doing, what he's making, you know. Totally. It's, it's so fascinating. As to me, like when I was getting into music back in the late 90s, I was so fascinated by, by, by pedals. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know more about developing pedals and how you program things and envelopes. And I never really got into the technical side of it. I just was more of application. Yeah. But 
it still fascinates me to this day of how programmers are able or coders nowadays mm. are able to create these fantastic you know designs that create all these fantastic sounds yeah and it's still fascinating to me and you know i'm starting to understand a little bit more now because i'm I, i'm actually getting a chance to chat with some of these people now that are developing these things and there's other podcasts out there that are that have talked to developers yeah and it's great to hear their perspective of how they come about create you know coding and creating those designs that we're all fascinated about now yeah exactly um it's great to hear them talk about it um you know it's just very i mean from like either the coding side or electrical engineering side or however you want to you know all of it's fascinating it's all all above me and they you know i only understand so much of that part but it is cool to see how it's translated and doing things like super collider you kind of get that like faux coding like it's coding but it's like you know special for making music so it's kind of there are things set up for you you know you're not having to build (laughs) the whole thing from scratch but that is a cool perspective because it's very hands-off in a way you know what i mean you have to really like think about what you're going to do before you do it and, and have a plan and experiment and do a lot of research we had to do a project in Super Collider as well last. Oh, okay, month. cool. So that's how it, but yeah, it was, it was cool for sure. It's just uh, maybe not my way of making music, um, but I respect people that can do it because it's a whole different skill set. Definitely is, <laughs> definitely is. Uh, but yeah, we. Um, before I forget, I want to talk about Synthplex uh, with you, okay. <laughs> just in general, because <laughs> sure. we're going to be going. We are. Uh, I know, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, like, I think this will be pretty exciting. I'm very excited to go. It's coming up here in just a couple of weeks. Yeah, we're, we're heading out in like, what, it's uh, March not 8th or 9th, right? 8th. I don't know. I think it's March 9th right now. <laughs> and, we, and I'll be going out <laughs> yeah. on Thursday on the 28th. Yeah. And I'll be probably coming back April first, just because I've got I've just got a bit more time off of work for for myself. Yeah, that's I good. can do that. But uh, you're gonna come out for what the Sunday Saturday? Yeah, um, yeah, I'm Saturday, gonna come Saturday. out. Well, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna come out like Friday night, after, leave straight from work or the airport, oh, fly out. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I'm just glad that you we were able to. You kind of pushed me to go. <laughs> I brought it up. You know, like yeah, we should. You didn't, do I didn't, this. I didn't and, know about it until I hadn't. I had never heard of it until you told me about it. I don't know how I came across it online somewhere. It was advertised, or someone was talking about it. And I was like, you know, another synth thing I I can't go to, or you know what <laughs> I mean, like another like, uh, like you know, all the things that you hear like hear about going on, yeah. uh, like little conventions and you know things like that. Uh, Once you mentioned it to me, I I you know I researched it, checked out their website. And I found out that uh, the podcast Data Cult Audio was giving was a uh, had a contest for tickets. Uh-huh. Well, so I entered that, um, and and uh, also contacted the venue saying, "Hey, I'm coming down. I'm a photographer. If you guys need me to, you know, volunteer for a day, let me know. Be happy to do that." And so I'm actually going to shoot uh, Sunday cool. for them. Oh, sweet! Yeah, that's awesome. Well, so yeah, that works out. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's going to be so much fun. I'm really stoked. Um. Yeah. What are you looking forward to at Simplex? Um, I just 
I'm like a nerd and I I'm weird. I like watching <laughs> the YouTube videos when like Nam pops up or like Super Booth or like these you know you know different things like that. And I like seeing uh, the new stuff coming out. Um, being able to like meet and greet with mm-hmm. uh, the manufacturers and you know other people and okay you know yeah, just the whole experience the whole of, experience like, you know of checking it. out you know that it's there's a, you know going to be certain companies there showcasing pieces there's yeah. going to be some conferences that people get to sit on and listen to yeah exactly i know they're doing some like you know be able to build um like you could build a couple of modules maybe if i remember correctly is there yeah i think there might be i don't know if we'll be able to do it i, I you may have to have already signed up. Yeah. signed up yeah sign up things slash yeah buy pay for it but uh that would be cool i don't know if we'll get to do it but um i think I'm hoping Hex Inverter is going to be there. Um, they 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 have like a new module coming out at some point uh, called they, the Mind Phaser. Where are they based out of? I think they're Canadian. I don't I don't I don't know myself. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, it's Canadian, and they have a module coming out called the Mind Phaser. Mm-hmm. Um, that looks really crazy. What's the Mind Phaser supposed to do? I I don't so, know. It. I mean, I believe it's like a complex oscillator. Okay. Um, yeah, it's still, I mean, out from the demos that I've seen or, and heard, I should say heard because, I don't, <laughs> you know, uh, okay. it sounds incredible. It just, it sounds nuts. Just the tones and timbre and all the, you know, things coming out of the module yeah. sound insane. But, yeah, I believe it's like a, com- I think it's like a complex oscillator. Um but it has like a specific kind of like, I, I don't want to misspeak and, you know, uh, say what it isn't, but <laughs> it, yeah, I think it has some cool new features, uh, for like an analog oscillator that, okay. um, should be kind of neat. Just like, cause like, you know, I don't have, like I have, uh, the plots from mutable instruments and that's what I've been using. And, uh, I would like to get, you know, something, uh, like a little bit more maybe more in depth than that and yeah. so i was hoping that 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 would be at the show to check out mm. i heard it was but i we'll see we'll see you know yeah. i um i could be totally off but yeah. <laughs> that was one of the things i was looking forward to seeing um specifically that and being able to check it out in person i thought that'd be kind of cool yeah i think so but yeah just overall and uh i'm still i feel like i think this is the first time they've put this on I've never heard of it before. Yeah, so, so be, I don't know if it's the first time. I don't time. know what to. Ex- yeah, I don't know quite to expect. I've you know looked over to see what's going on, but yeah, there's going to be concerts. That should be pretty fun. Cool. So I know should... that. Um, so one of the guys I know in 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 the synth community here in the Bay Area, uh, he, uh, Joshua. He goes by the name of Yachty on on Instagram, and um, he actually just played it at a uh, Res, Res Freak on Sunday. Uh, he. I had mentioned it to um, the synth group that I that I'm that I'm a part of, and he he reached out and said, "Hey, I'm gonna be he's gonna be at Synthplex too. He's mm-hmm. actually doing a uh, like a presentation on one of the Instagram uh, groups that he's a, he's a he's a curator on called uh, I think it's OP One and Chill. Oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be rad. Because like he play, you know, he's got the OP One, he's uh-huh. got the OPZ. Uh-huh. And you know he does a huge he does a great set with you know with both those incorporated together and a couple of the you know but he's he's got some intelligel stuff as well yeah 
but he does a good set and you know he's got some great beats going on and I'm really curious to see what he's going to be chatting about cuz I didn't really know about this 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 group that was on 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 Instagram doing this whole thing but uh, I think it's fantastic that he's actually going to be there doing a presentation about it so That's really super cu- cool. I'm really curious to check it out. Yeah. That sounds rad. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot to do in my limited time, so I'm jealous that you get to go for an extra day or two. Yeah, <laughs> day and a half. You know. But it'll be fun. No, I'm, I'm just glad that we are both going. Oh, thank you for telling me about it because <laughs> yeah. I had no idea about it, but uh, it's something that I needed to do because I wanted to go to, was it last year? I think it was, yeah, it was, no, it was 2017 in September. I wanted to go check, I wanted to go to Chicago because I wanted to go to KnobCon. Oh, yeah, KnobCon. I was trying to think of the other name of yeah. yeah, and because um, my girlfriend's parents live not too far from the location. They were going to – I think it was supposed to – I think it's not in Chicago proper, but rather in, in Schaumburg, I think, and mm-hmm. her parents live near Schaumburg. So if I went, I could you know, just stay at her parents' house and go to the, go to the convention, which is not far. So I didn't go, but um, you know, if the option is there, maybe, maybe later this year I'll go. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would like to go to that as well, so let me know. <laughs> okay, I'll let you know, man. Maybe we can, you know, we'll make it. We'll make Try a, to make a trip out of it. Yeah, we can totally make a trip out of it. That'd be fun. That'd be yeah. a lot of fun, man. We can totally do that. Sweet. You know, you know, his, her parents, they got a problem. We can stay there. Yeah. <laughs> right, I think um, I think this is pretty good, man. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank, thanks for coming by, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Fun. Absolutely. <laughs>